Ever feel like you're doing this teaching thing alone? You don't have to be. Share Teaching is all about sharing the workload through the power of collaboration and teamwork. Together, we'll walk through all the difficult parts of teaching and learn how to streamline our processes, fine-tune our time management, and develop a more manageable workload. If that sounds like a dream come true to you, then welcome to the Shared Teaching Podcast. Let's share in the teaching to make those dreams a reality. Now here's today's Shared Teaching. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to a new episode of the Shared Teaching Podcast. This is episode number 62, where I am talking about my favorite mentor text to use for opinion writing. We're going to talk a little bit about how I choose them and then what exactly I'm using them for when I'm teaching opinion writing. But first, if you are a new listener, please make sure you take a minute to review this episode when you're done listening on Apple Podcasts because it helps my podcast be seen or heard, I guess, by more listeners. So I would really appreciate it if you take time to do that. And then it also lets me know what you're interested in. Speaking of, you can go to sharedteaching.com forward slash podcast, scroll down about halfway through the page, and you can see a form you can fill out if you have some suggestions on any future upcoming episodes. Again, I would love to hear what resonates with you, what you'd like to hear more of, and that's a good way for me to kind of plan out what I'm going to be recording. Okay, so for today's episode, we're going to talk about, again, my favorite opinion writing mentor text. Now, using mentor texts are a great way to teach opinion writing because it helps students understand the expectations for writing skills. I like to use a variety of texts when teaching, but not every text is what I'm going to consider as a mentor text. So just a little heads up, I will be sharing several books with you, and if you are going to check this out later on my blog, I am an affiliate for something called Bookshop. And if you haven't heard of Bookshop before, it is an online bookstore similar to Amazon, except it caters to local independent bookstores. So it's a really great way to help support what I like to call those mom and pop shops. So if that is something you're interested in, then try bookshop.org. And then I also have a link to my exact storefront on bookshop on the podcast show notes. So make sure to check those out. Okay. So first of all, what exactly is an opinion writing mentor text? So mentor texts are books that you choose as an example for what students need to learn. When students can see an example of quality writing, it can help improve their own writing. Mentor texts allow them to understand how an author uses the craft of writing to do things such as craft a great introduction, provide detailed reasons for their opinion, and end with a solid conclusion, which is exactly what I walk them through in my writing process because I've looked at what the standards say, and I go with Common Core standards, and it tells me that the students need to have those things, so I've kind of planned my lessons around the introduction, the reasons, and the conclusion. 
Okay, so according to the National Writing Project, mentor texts can help students take risks and be different writers tomorrow than they are today. I just love that. (laughs) And it helps them to try out new strategies and formats. When we use mentor texts to teach the craft of writing, we are encouraging our students to imitate what they see in their favorite books. I don't know about you, but every year when I'm modeling writing for my class, you always have those students that just want to copy everything you write. So mentor text is actually giving them permission to kind of copy in a way, right? They're seeing something that they like and they're trying to put their own words in it, but using a certain formula, let's say. So when you're choosing an opinion writing text, the first step to choosing the right text is to look for a book that exemplifies what you want to see in your students' writing. So this is where I talked just briefly about it, but I really try to look at the standard and break it down into what are the steps the students are going to need in order to be successful. And then I look for books that can be used to showcase multiple skills. Because the best mentor text is something you're going to be reading again and again, and it's going to have a lot of those qualities that you're looking for. So the next step is picking a book. So once you know what exactly you want to teach, you look for a book that has those things in it, and also that your students are going to enjoy hearing and that you're going to enjoy reading multiple times. Since we are looking for opinion writing mentor texts, we should pick some books that can be polarizing. Books that are polarizing will really lend to healthy discussion of whether students like it or not, and it sets you up for some really great examples on what opinion writing is. When I chose my favorite mentor text for my opinion writing unit, I picked books that matched my writing goals. I wanted my students to write opinions that were for, that were uh, book reviews, that were persuasive letters, and that had solid opinion paragraphs with an introduction, a stated opinion with reasons, and a conclusion. All things the standard is looking for. I looked for books that showcased all these things or had parts of them that I could put together that were relatable and enjoyable to my students. So here are some of the books I ended up with. But first, if you would like some more information on how to choose a mentor text for either reading or writing, because it's a similar process for either one, then I encourage you to go ahead and listen to the podcast episode number 17, Choosing a Mentor Text for Reading and Writing. Okay, so the first book is Duck and Goose. So Duck and Goose by Tad Hill is an adorable and funny story that I love to use in teaching both reading and writing. The first time I read this story to my class, I cover the pictures and I let the students come up with their own images for the story. The reason I do this is because I want to teach an inference lesson and I also want to front load the lesson about how images can add more details to your stories. By covering up the pictures and not letting kids see them, they're forming their own conclusions about what's happening in the story. So if you look at the cover, it's quite obvious that Duck and Goose are sitting on what is a big, colorful playground ball. But throughout the story, Duck and Goose think it's an egg. So when I cover the pictures, the students are believing that it's an egg, and they draw pictures referencing an egg, and sometimes the kids get it and they know it's a ball. And that's fine, but the point is that they're drawing conclusions from what they're hearing and the words in the story. 
And the reason why I find it's a front load to the images is because when you look at the pictures, you really see those extra details because it's never referenced that, oh, this is a ball until the very end of the story. So sorry, spoiler alert, (laughs) but in the beginning and the middle of the story, they're really truly thinking that this is an egg and they're doing all the kinds of things you would do with an egg, right? You're trying to make it hatched. You're being quiet and calm around this egg. And it's just a really silly kind of story. So the opinion writing tip I have for you for using this book is to use it as a book review because many students will either like or dislike this story, especially when I show them at the end after reading it, what the pictures truly look like. And then they're kind of like, some of them are upset that they thought it was an egg to begin with when it's clearly not. So then they're like, well, I don't like that book. So it gives a really good discussion of reasons for why we like and dislike the story. And also Duck and Goose make really great characters. So you can talk a lot about the characterization throughout the book. And there's lots of little story moments that lead up to those reasons where you can like or dislike the book. Okay, so the next book I have is The Most Magnificent Thing. The Most Magnificent Thing is by Ashley Spires, and I read this before I start my opinion writing unit, but when it's about to start. So it's kind of in those week to two weeks leading up to starting and switching over to a new unit. And the main character in this story doesn't have a name, but she's a very determined little girl to make the most important thing And we see her try to do this, and she needs to adjust her thinking when she starts to begin to struggle with her project. So an opinion writing tip for this story is to use it, again, to front load opinions, because that unnamed main character has a really strong opinion on wanting to create the most magnificent thing. And the story has such amazing word choices, lots of vivid verbs, and discussions about dealing with feelings and perseverance. So even though we're talking about opinion writing, I like to kind of spiral back and reference some of those other things we've learned from previous units, such as the vivid verbs, when I'm reading a different mentor text for a new unit. Okay, the third book is Smelly Socks. And Smelly Socks by Robert Munch is a hilarious book that my students love every single year. Robert Munch is a master of writing super funny stories that are based off of a real life encounter or a story he's embellished. So if you go to his website, you can actually see or actually read about more details of how he chooses his stories. And I love to share that with my students because they are authors and this makes them see like how what they experience in their everyday life can kind of be spun into these great, amazing stories. So I also find that his writing follows a style that students can mimic in their own writing. For example, a lot of his books have repetition of a phrase or a sentence that happens again and again throughout the book, which kind of makes it funny. So Smelly Socks is no different. And the opinion writing tip for this one is to use it for a book review. So when I'm teaching about book reviews, I read this book and it is a class read aloud for our class book review. And we're talking about adding details to provide our reasons for an opinion. And something that is needed And this is something that is needed in explaining why you like or dislike a book. 
And this story has tons of different reasons that we can provide about the character, about the plot that is really great for this book review. Okay, up next is Stand Tall, Molly Lou Mellon. So Stand Tall, Molly Lou Mellon is written by Patty Lavelle, and it's a great book that most teachers have probably heard about, and if you haven't, you're going to want to grab this one because it teaches the power of ignoring a bully and staying true to yourself. Students love the message, as do teachers, and the description of the main character of Molly Lou in this great story. I love reading it every year, and my students laugh as we go through this book about just the great, vivid details the author gives about the character Molly Lou, and she's so unique and different, and the writer really showcases this. So again, we're going to use this for an opinion writing tip as a book review or just writing an opinion paragraph in general. So I teach first the opinion paragraph, and then I branch off and do book reviews and persuasive letters. So in my opinion writing paragraph, I'm teaching how to do an introduction, how to give an opinion, how to support your opinion with reasons, and then finally to end with a conclusion. So students will be able to find many ways to support their opinion with reasons from this book, and it's also a really great book at teaching how to write a great character. So you can use this again when you are teaching fiction writing and characterization. And also you can use it just as a side note of teaching about just having good character traits in general, how to be a good friend, how to not maybe confront a bully, but how to just stay true to yourself. Okay, next up is The Important Book. The Important Book is by Margaret Weiss Brown, and it's an oldie but goodie. It's been around for a long time. And it's a collection of easy-to-read poems that are about everyday important things. Things like spoons, things about weather. And this book provides many examples on each page, which is a two-page spread poem that follows a very simple formula that students can use as a template for their own writing. So again, this is an easy way to teach opinion writing. So that's your opinion writing tip is to use it to help students craft an opinion writing paragraph. I personally use it to show how the introduction and conclusion are connected together. So as we read each page, we're talking about what is the introduction, what is the conclusion, what is the reason the author gives, so that they're making those connections and seeing it in a real-life example. Okay. After that, last but not least, is I Wanna Iguana by Karen Kaufman Orloff. And this is another funny book. I like to choose a lot of funny books because they're entertaining to read, and there are things that I can listen to again and again, or read again and again, in my case, with my students. So I Wanna Iguana is a book about a mother and son that are swapping letters with each other in the boy's pursuit of getting his friend's iguana. So my students love hearing each letter as we read the story together, and it's combined with very colorful and detailed illustrations that just kind of add to that experience. So my opinion writing tip for this one is, of course, to use it as teaching persuasive letter writing or just persuasive writing in general, because as you go through 
and examine the letters, you're going to talk about the reasons the mother or son give about their opinion. And the mom, of course, has a very strong opinion, and the son has an opposite opinion. (laughs) And I can imagine you know which one is which if you haven't read the book. So just to recap, my favorite mentor texts were Duck and Goose, The Most Magnificent Thing, Smelly Socks, Stand Tall, Molly Lou Mellon, The Important Book, and I Want an Iguana. Now, there's many, many more opinion books I could have mentioned, but I have not. One of which is one of my new favorites that I just found, I think it was last year, and it's called In My Opinion. And I believe, I don't have it in front of me right now, but it's by written by Deb, Deb, sorry, Deb Bird. And it's about a little girl named Maddie, and Maddie has an opinion about everything, and she has quite a strong opinion. So I read that book as my jumping off part point sorry, for how to teach opinion writing, because it just shows such a clear example of what exactly an opinion is, and books, as many of you might know, do the teaching much better than I myself can do because I'm not quite as entertaining as a funny book. So anyway, I would love to know which one of these books you are going to choose for your opinion writing, and if you have any that I have left out that you love to use. So either go to shareteaching.com forward slash podcast, or leave a review on Apple Podcasts for this episode, and tell me which book you like to use, and why you choose it. Thank you so much for listening, and I will be back next Wednesday for a new episode for you. Take care. If you've loved this show, then join me in sharing the teaching, hitting that subscribe button, and leaving us a review on iTunes, so we can be found by more teachers like you who are ready to start sharing the workload. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Find new episodes each week on shareteaching.com. Thanks for listening to the Share Teaching Podcast.